Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's love and time. From radio shows past. When you're smiling. I love hearing that. We call him Mr. Happy. It's Clem Flurm, everyone. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you, Clem. He thanks us every time, and we've taken his call hundreds of times. He's the most polite uh, listener we have, without without question. Well, thank you for that. What's on your mind today, Clem? Well, speaking of superheroes, yes, and you weren't, but yeah. you know, last week was the anniversary of Superman. Yeah, right yeah, sure. on Friday. Sure enough, it was fifty years of the, of the comic strip. Yeah, right, right. Well, you know, no, I think it was a little more like sixty or seventy years. Okay, that yeah, goes back a ways. Okay, whatever. Super uh, superannuated man by now. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Can we get on with this? I'm sorry. He's kind of he's kind of snappy, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I just didn't yeah, want to get we, too sure bogged we, down in the detail. You know. Sure, we can uh, get on with it. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Can we? You know what, Clem? Can we just pause for traffic for just a moment first? Oh, sure. <laughs> okay. And if it's cool and everything. No problem. Okay, just stay on the line here. Let's check okay. in with Paul Tosh. Hi, Paul. How are you doing? Love you, man. The airplane, you know, hasn't recovered, by the way. That's right. Clem went uh, on a flight with Paul. Yeah. Yeah, I was hoping to do another one, but... Not going to happen anytime soon. I don't think so. Look at the S curve from the Valley Freeway all the way up to Cold Creek Parkway. The hill out of Burien is struggling for that reason. We'll let the traffic in 10 minutes on Kamoya 1000. I could have told you that. <laughs> why, why didn't you? Not my job, man. 7.46 now. Como. AM-1000. Clem Fleurm. <laughs> See how he was leading up to that? Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, no, I, yeah, I worked on it. That. All right. Very good. So, like you said, let's get to it. What is it that's on your cranium today? Well, you know, I tried really hard to be a superhero because this town just doesn't have enough. No, I can't even think of one. Yeah. Well, Norm Reichert, for one, you know, King County Sheriff. Yeah. He's, he's kind of a stud. And Ichiro's kind Sheriff of Reichert, getting yeah. that mantle, but... Yeah. I don't think his name's Norm Reichert. No. No. Dave Reichert. Yeah. 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 Bob, whoever. Sure, Reichert. So Dave, I Dave is I the norm for sheriffs. superhero, but it didn't really work out too well. Oh. Well, you know, my only superpower was Smelling bacon frying a long ways off. Yeah. That, you know. That's something. I mean, that's a start. <laughs> Every superhero's got their own thing. Wait a minute. I can do that. <laughs> well, you should have worn the cape then. But, you know, it, it made me realize that there are a lot of lousy superheroes out there, and, and they, maybe they don't even know it. What are some of the signs that someone is a lousy superhero? Well, I came up with ten. Did you? Again, I guess what he's saying is these would be the top ten signs you're a lousy superhero. Right. Number ten. Instead of man of steel, you're known as buns of lead. Number nine. Your only superpower is setting off car alarms when you walk by. Number eight. Your catchphrase is, oh yeah? Strike fear into the Joker's heart. There. Number seven. Instead of flying or a cool car, you get around by bus. Hard to, hard to get a lot of respect that way. Number six. You couldn't afford spandex, so your costume is painted on. Ever so carefully. Number five. Your secret hideout is under the kitchen sink. <laughs> <laughs> These are the top, top signs you're a lousy superhero. Number four. 
your trusty sidekick looks suspiciously like that annoying sock puppet dog. <laughs> Number three. Instead of kryptonite, you're disabled by dairy products. <laughs> I hear you. Number sister. two. You don't beat up villains, you lecture them. And the number one sign that you, my friend, are a lousy superhero. You can't even leap out of bed in a single bound. <laughs> Take out the papers and the trash. Dear Peculiar Podcast listener, in an experimental effort to create a more economical production, I borrowed a microphone from a local jack-in-the-box drive-up window for the following podcast that is coming up. I hope you'll notice the difference. Yep, spider season's back. One of the no one of my kidding. favorite seasons: summer, fall, winter, and spider season. Yeah. A friend of mine, I asked him, "Do you know the four seasons?" And he said, "Yeah, uh, yeah, I've stayed there several times, actually." <laughs> but yeah, man, yeah. It's, it's amazing how they come barreling back again. And I, they're and bigger, I... they're bigger and bolder than ever, too. I uh, and I know I remember you told me this once because we had talked about this on the radio show that. When they're coming out and they're just sort of, you know, hanging around the house and just sort of that they're looking for some booty, that that's this is their I told their you that. Mate, yeah, this is their mate. We looked it up. Somebody looked it up. This is their mating season. And I remember the song, the song that you played, the gotta gotta get me some song or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, it yeah. was very it, it was very funny. This song. Very funny. This song. Gotta find a woman. Gotta find a woman. Gotta find a woman. Gotta find a woman. Yes, so that actually makes it a little more humorous when, but I got to tell you, they're huge. I was sitting at my computer last night and was working and I have a wall, you know my house, I have a little wall right next to it, and I turned my chair around and there was one right there and I, I, I just went, bah, and he was just sitting like so close to me, he could have like reached out and tapped me with one of his legs. Yeah. Oh, God. One of, uh, one of his eight. One of his eight. I came, uh, I came, bar- I come barreling out of the house front door some- most mornings, and and it and I'm, then I just have to go through a new gauntlet of spider webs. They work fast, those guys putting them back together again. They got nothing else to do all day, so I don't feel bad tearing their webs down. I'm like, just here, you've got, you can't read a book, you can't tweet, you can't watch TV. You might as well rebuild your web. Well, you're slowing so- down their their loving when you're doing that. Really? Yeah, I think so. I mean, if they're busy working building a web, they can't be. You know, oh, going on I a, think on a they'll call. be. I'm pretty sure if if a attractive spider et walked by, they would put their work tools down and go flirt with her. Yeah, maybe. Isn't you, that isn't that the way of guys? Spiders got um, like the eight legs. Do you think they envy centipedes? I don't know. Man, I if I no had idea. that many legs, I'd get all the chicks. I have no idea. Yeah. But you're you're so you're talking about those outdoor garden spiders. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about I'm talking about the big brown house brown house spiders that oh, the are brown like, uh, that's no, what you have. No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, those no, are poisonous. No. Yeah. Everybody thinks that. No, they're just they're called European giant European house spiders. Trust me. I've well, I guess if this. they were recluse, you wouldn't see them. So. And they're fast. They are quick. You got to catch them quick. And get them out the door. So, because I don't smash them, they're too big to smash. You'd have to. I mean, there's just too much. Tell the cleanup wouldn't be worth. Yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. So I catch them. I have a little spider catcher thingy. It's a long-handled thingy that is actually very effective. But you got to be quick. You got to be quick. And then I take them out to the end of the driveway and I put them out in the road and I go, go find some sex out there. Not in my house. Well, they'll be there'll, back. There will. There will be no sex in my house, which is true. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to keep it that way thank you very much <laughs> yeah i think it's more a matter of jealousy when you get right down to it I suppose. yeah you're right i'm just totally taking it out on the spiders that are getting action yeah, those arach- yeah, arachnids 
Uh, so uh, I've been uh, cruising around. I've been gone from home for about 11 or 12 days. I can't remember which exactly. Holy cow. Going all over the place. Your wife must have really missed you. Oh, she was with me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. But she, well, that... she didn't, she would like to have missed me uh, several <laughs> times. Bet. But now we went all over the place. We started off, we, I don't know if I ever showed you, we have this, for lack of a better word, vintage trailer, travel trailer. Uh, I call it vintage because that sounds better than, than junky, old. Rusting. Trailers for sale or rent. Rooms to let 50 cents. No phone, no pool, no pets. Ain't got no cigarettes. Ah, but two hours of pushing broom buys and eight, twelve, four bedroom. I'm a man of means by no means. But it's cute. It, it, we didn't pay very much for it. And um, we happen to have a friend who lives most of the year in Chelan, this couple we know. So he, you know, he, he, does, he restores travel trailers. This, he, this is one of the things he does. He's a gearhead. He can restore cars. And he's lately discovered that he likes restoring travel trailers, especially vintage ones. He cutes them up. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so we we hooked that baby up and we we pulled it all the way to Chelan from down here in Central Oregon, and uh, we have a uh, it was funny to watch well not funny haha but funny to watch the gas gauge you you could actually see it going down because we're <laughs> pulling this big old trailer and you forget how many hills and passes there are uh, between here and Chelan there's mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, yeah. But we 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 got it there okay, and uh, he's going to have it all winter. And come springtime, we'll go and see what it what he's done. Well, I'm oh, sure that'll he'll be, be fun. Be sending us pictures along the way. Uh, we we haven't asked him how much it's going to cost to do this. Oh, but, well, that might have been a good thing to find out yeah, first. Yeah, should have asked all these questions I never maybe think of till later. It's it's better maybe not to know. Just do it. And then and when then he's all done, and then we'll say, well, go. we're not paying that. And go, oh, you keep it. We're not paying uh, yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's way too much. No, that's no, too forget much. Forget it. Forget yeah. it. You can keep it. Uh-huh. Uh, we, um, the next day, these, this couple, they play golf. I bet they play golf five days a week. They're addicted wow. to it. They love wow. it. Wow. They'll, they'll go golfing Why? anywhere. They'll be driving down the road on a vacation trip and they'll say hey look there's a golf course let's pull in there never been there before so let's go let's play on this one that's that's the kind of golfer nuts they are so wow. they were thrilled when i said hey why don't we why don't we three play golf tomorrow because we stayed a few nights with these folks and they were excited about that not my wife patty she doesn't golf she doesn't want to golf she hates it i've played golf with patty before so you know you remember it's it's not her cup of tea no she and and she is very competitive person and you know so not being good or at least versed at something um, you don't want to do. You don't want to take part because you know. You know. You you know. You suck, and It'll you don't be frustrating need frustrating. And yeah. yeah, you just and don't I have get a terrible that. time. Yeah, golf is frustrating. Oh, it's it is. really frustrating. Yeah, I I haven't played a lot of it, but I've played enough that you would think I would be getting better by now, and I am marginally better, but only marginally. Yeah, but I used to. I used to um, just lose it when I would be playing golf. I'd get so angry. Yeah, I would. Uh, I th- I was one of those club throwers, you know. Oh. I'd throw it as far as I could, and one time I lost a club up in a tree because I'd thrown it up in, into some branches. I talk to the trees, but they don't listen to me. And I finally decided, you know what, if, if, if I can't be cooler about it, I'm just going to quit golf. So I did for a, Good idea. several years. And, uh, but, but I would keep getting invited to these 
so-called celebrity charity golf tournaments. Mm-hmm. And so, and then one of them was even had my name on it, which was hilarious. The Pat Cashman classic. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure the word was classic? Yeah. Maybe it was something else. Something, maybe it was, it should have been something else. Uh, I guess it's a classic in the, in the sense that there, there aren't any quite like it. Uh, yeah. But, uh, and so. That's so funny. I so didn't they know would, this. They would pair me up with, uh, and, you know, another three people and. And you could see the look of disappointment on on people's faces. <laughs> they think, "Oh, he's in. He, it's his classic. He's, he must be pretty good." That's right. They named a tournament after him for crying out loud. I remember one time I <laughs> uh, played in in a foursome with the late Husky football coaching legend Don James, who passed away a few years ago. But he was an avid golfer. I remember I asked him one time, hey, "Did you ever get a hole in one?" He said, "Actually, I've got six of them." Wow, you are wow. So you are good. So I get I get teamed up with him, and then there's a couple other guys. And we're playing golf, and it's a charity tournament. And uh, I don't know, about four or five holes in, I say, hey, coach, um, if I uh, showed up for football practice and displayed the kind of football ability that I'm displaying right now in golf, what would be your comment? And he'd say, I would have cut you one hole ago. I said you wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even let you suit up. I mean, he was really brutally frank about it. He said you're awful. You're just terrible. Thank you. Thank you very. How many hole in ones have you got? Six. I got six of them. Yeah. That's what I thought you said. So anyway, so we bring Patty along with these these avid golfer friends of ours. We bring her along. He said, just come anyway. Just just drive the cart. Just have yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. Drive the cart. Because the yeah. the woman the, the, of the couple is is like one of her very best friends. Went to high school with her, and they have this funny, kind of insulting relationship. You know, throwing shots at each other back and forth. So uh, so Patty says, "Yeah, okay." So she's driving the cart, and ostensibly she is the caddy for this this woman, this other woman who's playing golf, who's a pretty good golfer. Yeah. And uh, it didn't take long for everybody in our group to name Patty the worst caddy in the world. <laughs> and she made a I'm whole so thing. I'm so proud of her. She never got out of the cart. Uh, the woman would say, would you bring me my, um, I'm going to need my nine iron. And Patty would say, get it yourself. Or flipper the bird or any, any variety of things, but would n- never do anything. To help. Good. She hits a ball. A woman hits a ball into a sand trap. She says to Patty, hey, Patty, uh, would you mind raking that sand trap? She said, do it yourself. I'm not doing it. You're the one who hit the ball in there. You clean it up. I mean, this this was the whole day. The world's worst caddy ever. And uh, so yesterday we received in the mail a custom T-shirt that they had done up that indeed says the world's worst caddy ever ever awesome. which she is even at this moment wearing with pride will you ever invite her again oh yeah it was a lot of laughs it was much funnier <laughs> having her criticizing everybody's golf game it's it's great to be a critic it's like uh, you know being a movie critic when you sure. don't know the first thing about making a movie and what's sure. in, involved. So absolutely, yeah, it's a pretty sweet position to be in. Yeah. So we did definitely. that. Uh, and I don't need to go through my whole itinerary, but the but one night, I, the the reason I went for all these days is so we could visit some people, and um, and and because I had three or four jobs in there as well well auctioneering jobs a speaking engagement and mc job so we could kind of pay for the whole vacation at the same time yeah um but we go part of this trip is we're going to go with some friends uh who are let's just say they're very well healed they've got more money than god and yahweh and buddha put together i mean they got they're loaded so they thought it would be really fun if they would rent a yacht for a week and that we would join them. Sailing 
That sounds like fun. You sound, you sound kind of, you don't sound like really thrilled. I mean, the, just you saying that, I'm like all excited. I wish I they were my, will you introduce me to them? I wish they were um, my friends. No, no, I'm not going to introduce you to them. Um, oh. No, I, that's not going to happen. Okay. okay. Uh, I mean, there's a thanks, chance. Thanks a lot. There's, there's, a, there's a chance that we might be in their will, so... Uh, I don't want to screw that up, and I certainly oh. don't want to divide the money up with you. So, oh, like you think I could somehow impress upon them and be more? Maybe accurate. I just don't want to take the risk. Okay. No, no, they're 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 very nice people, but I just don't know. I thought, ah, man, I don't want. I don't think I want to be on a boat for a week. Why not? I mean, it's not like it's a cruise line where I can go jog or you know play mahjong or that they've got <laughs> six seven different yeah. restaurants on board and all of that true so you basically you're forced to cohabitate with people with no escape is what you're saying yeah but it really yeah. wasn't I get like it. that i we, get i get that it really wasn't like that as it turns out we cruised the san juan islands we started in anacortes it's where we parked and then we went up the the first day to um to uh orcas island in a, a spot called deer harbor went in there very nice had a lovely time I I don't care how big your yacht is. It, it it's just it's not like being uh, in a soundproof hotel. You you can hear everything everybody else is doing pretty much. Oh, and, our, great. and our room was directly below the kitchen, so you could hear them clinking and clanking up there. Sounded like a one man band going on, and um, and then the occasional. Uh, you know, and who doesn't? But the occasional tay to tay, shall we say? Go, oh, going really? Uh, just occasionally, but uh, you know, uh, oh. it, it, it was, but it was fun. But and, and we could not have picked better weather. It was gorgeous. Uh, it was beautiful every day. Sunshine, blue skies, and so we went from Orcas. Then the next day, we went to Friday, uh, not Friday Harbor, but to San Juan Island, and went to Roche Harbor. Don't know if you've nice. been there before. Yeah. Yeah, very nice. Which people seem to want to pronounce Roche Harbor. When R O C H E sounds like it should be Roche. Well, Not if it more was elegant. if it was supposed to be Roche, wouldn't it be an S H instead of a C H? Well, I think it's French, isn't it? Roche? I don't know for sure. <laughs> well, the way but why Roche? Don't call it Roche. It sounds like a Roche hotel, you know, and where you go and you don't come back. Disgusting roaches. Don't worry. We're sending them to a motel. To a motel? Right. The Black Flag Roach Motel. Black Flag Roach Motel traps mm. kill roaches without poison, unpleasant odor, or mess. Look, bait inside attracts roaches and water bugs. They get stuck and die. Traps full, throw it away. Black Flag Roach Motel. Roaches check in, but they don't check out. Kill roaches without poison, unpleasant odor, or mess. I don't know. Who cares? Was it nice? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, hell yes. Yeah. Oh, you got to Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. And no, I, it's very nice. I know. And I, I had texted you something. I don't know. Some dumb idea I had. And you were like, I'm on a boat. I can't talk right now. <laughs> like, okay, whatever. Yeah. I, I just wanted to impress <laughs> you. With your rich friends. I'm like, okay, well, when you come back to Earth, buddy, why don't you just shoot me a text? Oh, I know. It, it is like, uh, so this is what it's like, huh? Yeah. This is what it's like. And uh, and the uh, the male of this couple is, uh, they used to own a boat even bigger than this one when they lived in San Francisco. So he knows how to, to pilot a boat. He's very, he's very good at it. He's very... Very mm -hmm. deft. And it's a little complicated. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm looking at the controls. I mean, there's people listening right now that know a lot more about boating than I do. But you got to think about rudders and there's thrusters and there's you give it a little gas and you got to turn it this way and that way. And sometimes you're sliding into slips that are pretty narrow. Mm -hmm. And I'd just be afraid of busting into somebody else's boat and a fight yeah. would ensue. And the parking, see, the driving doesn't sound difficult to me it's the parking of the all oh, the parking all the, the way, parking yeah. of the beast seems to be a very big challenge i'd be in favor of dropping anchor everywhere yeah. 
Right. And then taking that little dinghy into shore. Yeah, yeah. Sail away with me, honey. Put my heart in your hand. Sail away with me, honey. Now, now, now. Sail away with me. What will be, will be. I want to hold you now. So we did that for three days, and it was very pleasant, and the weather was beautiful, and uh, really nothing to complain about, really. It was, it was a lot of fun. Then I hosted a thing uh, for a, an outfit called Bellevue Youth Theater, and it was a fundraiser for them, and it's a it's a really cool theater. I've done this event many times. They uh, they don't close their productions to anybody. I mean, so so you got disabled people who are, could be in the cast, uh, in one case, somebody who's blind. Uh, and these are mostly kids, but some of, there are some adults that are participating as well because sometimes you just need an adult to help marshal the troops. But it's always been very inspiring and just a lovely organization. And I did some stupid jokes at the beginning, like how they're trying to make their productions more relevant to local audiences so that uh, they, they've They've changed Yentl to Kentl, uh, hmm. Oklahoma to Oak Tacoma, uh, Hamilton to Ham Milton, you know, and stuff like <laughs> that. There's the coming production of Kingsgate and I. And then I, I say, sing this song from a new production uh, called East Side Story. Uh, so it went something like, when you're a jerk, you're a jerk all the way from your first yoga class to your last ice latte. And uh, boy, did that not bring the house down, I'll tell you. <laughs> then nice. I went to visit my brother Mike, who took a tumble a couple of weeks ago, bonked his head on a patio, and really got messed up. He's in the hospital for several days. Wow. Looks like he's doing okay now. Like the fella once said... Ain't that a kick in the head? But I told, I said to him, I said, Mike, you know what? You fall down more than a toddler. You've got really? to try and stay on your feet. Really? Well, that's what I told him. I mean, he, you know, this, it's not his first are, fall. Did he, did he get up and start speaking uh, in a different language or, or start to play the piano? Because there, there have been people who've had like serious head trauma and they start doing things they never had ever been able to do before. So did he get any superpower from falling well, down? Well, it's funny you mentioned the piano thing because he, when he did recover, he, he bought a piano and he sat down and he, he doesn't even know how to play it. But the head injury makes him think that he can play. <laughs> and so not, nobody's going to tell him differently. Right. I mean, he's so, so happy yeah. with himself. Yeah. And then I did another event for the Aggregate and Concrete Association. Well, that sounds fascinating. Cement mixer, putty putty. Cement mixer, putty putty. Cement mixer, putty putty. A bottle of booty, a bottle of scooty. You know what? It actually was. They had, it, I learned so much about it, and they had these legacy awards. They had eight legacy award nominees and then everybody was going to vote on the, the top legacy project of all time in washington state and so they included so, things things like the fremont troll they oh. were like uh, some of the uh, the bridges um uh, around the area the king dome which of course isn't even around it, it any big concrete project but the one that won it all was the grand coulee dam Oh. And this guy caught, got up and he said, you folks may not realize this, but the Grand Coulee Dam is the single largest concrete structure in the entire world. It was called the biggest thing on earth, a dam unlike any other, a wall of concrete that dared to tame the mighty Columbia. A river is the most dynamic thing in nature. To block a river is the most audacious thing a human being can do. And when you block a river, you create a new future. 
There's no going back. Its massive generators would power entire cities, and the water it captured would make the desert bloom. It came to embody the promise of America, when many believed their country's promises had all been broken. If you look at Hoover Dam or Boulder Dam, which, whatever it's called now, it's taller, but, it, but it's not as wide. Uh, Hoover Dam is about a quarter of a mile across. Grand Coulee Dam is eight miles. I had no idea. Jeez. Huge. Yeah. Now the world holds seven wonders that the travelers always tell. Some gardens and some towers, what well, I guess you know them well. But now the greatest wonder is in Uncle Sam's fair land. It's the big Columbia River and the big Grand Coulee Dam. So, yeah, it was, it was very fun, very interesting. That world, you know, like most professional people's worlds are unknown to to most of us but once you once you get into it you see their passion for it and and how hey well, you know what i take the bridge to work every day i i uh the tacoma narrows bridge was one of their legacy projects mm-hmm. only when they made the bridge finally out of concrete has it not has it stopped falling down so yeah they're, they're yeah. pretty proud about that so one of the things when i go to speak to people i try to find out what are the hot buttons and and who is the enemy and it, it turns good. out the enemy is asphalt. The asphalt, oh, the paving companies, because they sense. think that's an inferior prod, product. I do too. So I know it sounds like I'm pandering, and I was, but I, I got up and I said, "Hey, it's great to be here tonight." You know what? One time I was walking down the street and I stepped on a crack, and it indeed I did break my mother's back. So it's true. And I said, but then I found out, realized later that it, it, there was a crack there because it was asphalt and not <laughs> cement. Step on a crack and you break your mama's back. Oh my God! <laughs> stop playing for the love of God! Stop playing! Step on a line and you break your father's spine. So that's the that's the large part. We stayed one night at an embassy suites downtown it's down by the train station in seattle and uh embassy suites they didn't have it ready yet but it's coming so that when you order room service that's where the 13 coins has moved to by the way mm-hmm. in that uh, location uh when you order room service it will be delivered to you by a robot oh <gasps> that's super cool did you yeah. do it oh you it was not out it's yet it's not quite out yet it'll be a few more weeks and i just wondered well how, how do you tip a robot but then, of course, they build all those service charges. Of course, yeah. There's but that way, if you want to, you could come to the door that. in the nude. You know, you, know, you always, yeah. when you hear the yeah. room service show up, you always got to put your dungarees back on or whatever. Yeah, I have a feeling that that robot's going to have a camera on it. So oh, I didn't think of that. Well, that sounds like nice digs that you had. I was actually traveling to Vermont, uh, I think the same time you were on your luxury yacht and in your embassy suites, and I got oh, stuck. Oh, yes, in- lovey. It was a wonderful time. <laughs> Where did you stay, dear? Well, I got booked at an Airbnb, and this was for a, a company um, workshop kind of retreat thing that we do once a year. And they thought, this wouldn't it be fun wouldn't it be fun if we did like a Airbnb on uh, Lake Champlain in Vermont? And the group's like, yeah, I guess that sounds good. You know, you have to get a big enough house and enough bathrooms. Well, the the house that they got didn't fit everybody. So me so and what another... what you doing, sleeping out in the yard? Well, I might as well have because me and another woman got booked into another Airbnb, which is about half an hour away from where all of this these festivities were going on. Turns out it's an apartment. So we are in an upstairs apartment with one bathroom. And the guy downstairs, the whoever the tenant was downstairs, he was a ukulele player. And he loved playing his ukulele. And he would play his ukulele all night long. And the very last night, I was there for four nights, and the very last night he had a quite the, the rousing rendition of of um, John John Denver's um, 
uh, oh god, what was the name? I Rocky can't Mountain believe. High. Yes. Colorado, Rocky was singing Rocky Mountain High on the ukulele and it was horrible a- absolutely <laughs> horrible now the steps getting up to the apartment it's a little too it's like a duplex but the apartment that we were up was on top and then they were on the bottom the stairs were so steep and if you can imagine your foot the the length of your foot not the wait width wait a minute wait a minute let me imagine my foot yes Yes, it's coming into focus now. I'm imagining it as if it's on the end of my leg right now. Imagine you've got no shoes on. You know it's easy if you try. You've got no socks or support hose. No lifts, no odor eaters to buy. Just your foot Either left or right Okay, I'm gone. Imagine the length of your foot. Now imagine... Now imagine the stairs are less than half of the length of your foot. So the stairs are only about a foot long. Yeah, you, you you have to basically go up the stairs on your tiptoes because your whole foot doesn't even fit on the step. That's an outrage. Then you have to figure out how to get a big fat suitcase up that steps while you're tiptoeing up the steps. It's very narrow. It was just, it it was absolutely a nightmare. It was absolutely horrible. So that's what I was staying in was this sort of rundown apartment and there were stains in the bathroom. I just, I don't get this whole Airbnb thing. I don't get it. I did give me a hotel any day with blackout curtains, air conditioning, and quietness, and I'm happy. You ever stayed at a? Uh, you ever stayed at a uh, bed and breakfast? Well, yeah, I did when I was married about a million years ago, and isn't that what B and B supposed to stand for? Uh, bread and bread and bread and butter. Bed and breakfast. Uh, bed and breakfast. Uh, breakfast and, uh, <laughs> we breakfast uh, we bed. just we used to stay at the, those B and B's all the time. We, we had vacations in Florida, mm-hmm. uh, and and the bloom went off the rose finally. It's just we you know it's it's just hard to share yes. space with somebody else. Yes, go down and have breakfast with a bunch yep. of people you don't know. I don't yeah. mean to sound antisocial, but. It's kind of like, it's just fun, more fun to do your own thing. Yeah. For us, anyway. Antisocial doesn't have to necessarily have to have a negative connotation. You can, we it's, went, okay, it's okay to be by yourself sometimes, so I don't know why everybody uses that word as a negative. We yeah, went to, I uh, want to be antisocial. We went to one in Florida, and uh, this woman w- was one of those women or people that's every other word is honey. So we started calling her honey behind her back. Oh hi, honey. Now here's your room here, honey. Now you wanna you wanna put your suitcases there, honey. And then in breakfast in the morning, honey, we'll have pancakes and eggs tomorrow morning. Uh, anytime you want, honey. You just let me know, honey. Taste honey, tasting much sweeter than wine. Did you know the Beatles did this song? That's charming. Uh, it wasn't charming. I, oh. If it sounds charming, it wasn't. It was so, annoying. Oh, it so was she annoying. wasn't being genuine. She, she just wouldn't put. She yeah. wouldn't put a sock in it the whole time we're there. <laughs> we I remember we came home one night, came to that that place, and the setup is that you have to come in the front door, right through their living room to get to your bedroom. So it's like <laughs> there's no way we can sneak by her. 
Oh. We, we, I open the door very slowly, and there she is on the couch. Just waiting for you. No, she's... Oh. <laughs> so I said to my wife, this is perfect. Let's walk. Let's go to our bedroom. We start walking across, and there's just one little part of the floor where there was a creek. <laughs> she pops awake. Hi, honey. A taste of honey. Ah! A taste of how, uh, how is everything, honey? Hey, can I fix you some coffee, honey? Ah, oh, jeez. Anyway, I know that sounds yeah. petulant, but that was the last time we stayed at the B&B. Oh, no, doesn't sound it to me like at all. I, I value my time by myself, and it's hard to be with people. It's, it's hard. It's, well, it's you really live hard. by yourself. Uh, yeah. So one could say, well, she must like it when she gets to be around other I do. Humankind. I do. But after a trip, you know, this last trip was eight days and we were with people constantly. I never had time by myself and I got peopled out pretty quick. I was just pretty much done and needed to have some time alone. But um, anyway, um, our last night, on, our last night on the road, we stayed. Uh, have, you, have you ever heard of McMenamins? Do you know what that is? Yes. You've taken me there twice. Well, there, there, there are many of them. They're, you took me there twice. No, wait. You took I, me there once. I took you to the one that exists here in Bend, Oregon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which used to be my Catholic grade school. I went through the first through the eighth grades in this very same building. But now it's a, a pub, a tavern. It's a place you can stay overnight, go smoke cigars, all that kind of stuff. And there are multiple McMinimans all around the Northwest, at least yeah. Oregon and Washington. There's yeah. a, a McMinimans cool. uh, Anderson School in Bothell is maybe yep. one of the newest ones. Right really around great. the corner from me. Yeah, you got to go check it out. It's it, it's really cool. Just go there for lunch or something sometime. Really cool place. Uh, they've got a remarkable concept with these places. Uh, and uh, and so we've stayed at a, a couple. There's one near Tr- Troutdale, Oregon that we, that used to be a poor farm, and it and. Uh, most of these places were former schools, but not in all cases. But I decided after we stayed at one yesterday, a couple of days ago, in in a little town called Kalama. Do you know where Kalama is? I have it's, never it, heard of Kalama, it, but I bet about, it starts with a K. If you drive down from uh, Seattle to Portland, you will pass by Kalama. It's uh, south of Chehalis uh, and maybe north of... Hmm. I don't know where Vancouver. It, it's uh, it, you're well down the road. So it's and in it's, Washington, uh, not in and Oregon. It's, it's right on the Columbia River, and this McMenamins is really cool. It 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 looks great, but I decided after we stayed there this time that McMenamins is really McMenamins is really McMenamins, because they some of them don't have any TVs, which is, is a, a mortal sin to me. Uh, some of them have, uh, they don't have a refrigerator in your room. Uh, they only have ice on one floor, and it's usually three floors from the one you're in. And uh, what are, they, they, they're lousy wireless, and uh, just some of the amenities you would expect mm. in a, a place that charges a fair amount per night. They don't have it there. Mm. So that uh, so now, now I'm thinking, I don't know. I don't know, maybe... Maybe I'll just go there and have uh, beers and lunch, but not stay in one again. But we have this balcony, so we're sitting out on this balcony. We're having a glass of wine, and we're looking out. And down below us, in a courtyard about three stories below, is this courtyard. There's a nice fire crackling down there. There's a bunch of people sitting down there. And I noticed this woman, young woman, probably... Probably in her late twenties, I'm guessing my age, something like that. Around my age. Yeah, around your age. And uh she's got a baby in a stroller, or at least a toddler. She's talking to it, and she sets up um like a an iPad and is playing some sort of entertainment for the baby off of that, some little kid show or something. And she's working on a beer, and pretty soon a man I took to be her husband shows up, and they sit down, and they seem to be talking amiably enough and cuckooing the baby and all of that. And I kind of don't pay attention for a while. Next time I look down there, this the woman is going bonkers. 
she's waving her hands around, mm-hmm. really in this guy's face, really mm-hmm. mad about something. And uh, and I'm watching the other people that are down in this general patio area. All of them are kind of pushing their chairs back away from the, from this contretemps, which is getting louder and and more vociferous. And in the woman, I can't quite make out what she's saying, but it's basically the, the guy rarely replies. So that it it would sound something like it'd be like. Just getting louder, crazier, more hysterical. I'm thinking, man. So I grab my phone and I shoot a little video of this because I want to send it to my brother. And then Patty says, look, look around. And there's a bunch of other people shooting video too. Oh my God. Chronicling in this. The reason I, one of the reasons I shot it, I said, you know, what if this guy winds up getting stabbed tonight or something? Right. Uh, we we could bring this to the police and say, here's what was going on just yeah. before the fatal injury. Right. Not that it would prove anything, but no, no, it wouldn't. But uh, I, I, I guess my, my point in bringing it up is I'm always uh, amused or befuddled. I guess would be a better word by people who will, will argue and carry on in public, almost oblivious to there's other people sitting around uh, as your audience. But she never looked around at anybody. She never looked around to see if anybody was shooting video, uh, if she was interrupting anybody. She was so worked up. I mean, she was spinning like a top. And Mm. then at one point, this guy gets up and says, I don't need this. And he walks away. Mm. And so she's there by herself. And she's just, you know, you got that kind of sulk look Mm -hmm. where you got your arms folded and you're just sulking. And she starts to drink a little of her beer. She put it back down, sulking, sulking, sulking. Pretty soon, the guy comes back. So... I guess he he could stand a little bit more of it, and <laughs> yeah. uh, and then and as soon as he came back, she laid right back into him again. I'm thinking, man, dude, why did you come back? Well, finally, <clears throat> finally, they just both out. get up and they grab the baby stroller and they make their way out to the parking lot. They weren't even staying at this place. Ah, uh, they were. They just gone there for drinks and and an argument. Yeah. Apparently. Well, that's nice. <clears throat> that's always good nice, to do. That might be a nice marketing thing, you know. Yeah. Want to want to hash things out? Uh, want to get in someone's face in public? <laughs> Come to our place. Come to McMenamin's. <laughs> Always a good place for an argument. Yes. Crazy. All right. So enough about all of that stuff. Hey, I have a. Qu- we're home well, now. I, it's going to be home. I have a question for you because you're a smart smart person. Maybe you can oh, help, yeah. help oh, me sure. put the. Um, uh, the dots together on this. I uh, I went down to the bank today. Uh, right with a mask. Right before you and, and I got on on the air, and I went to withdraw a significant amount of money. I uh, have some people I have to pay in cash, and I'm going on a trip, and I have a dog nanny to pay. So I was with I withdrew uh, I think like twelve hundred bucks in cash just because wow. I'm going on this long trip. Wish I had that kind of bread. So I went... That would be lunch money for the people with the yacht. <laughs> That's nice. That's awesome. <laughs> so I... Uh, and I don't normally do this. So I I just... But for it, I won't go into who I have to pay. I have to pay people. I have people to pay. So I normally don't, don't withdraw that much money. But... Uh, and I normally don't carry a lot of cash around. So I went into the bank... And uh, the teller was very nice, and she said, um, I said, yes, I'd like to withdraw some money. And she said, okay, just, you know, put your PIN number in, sign here. I said, okay. She said, how much do you want it want? And I said, whatever it was, $1,200. She goes, okay, and how would you like that? And I said, oh, you know, I don't care, hundreds, whatever. <clears throat> so she's, you know, tapping on her um, her computer, you know, doing all this. And then she stops and she says, um, so um, there's a new federal regulation. Uh, I have to ask what your occupation is. And I said, what? what? Why? And she said, well, and she's tapping on her computer <laughs> a little bit more. I'm like, what? 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 Why? Well, there's a new federal regulation where <clears throat> we have to ask people what their occupation is because it helps to reduce 
or and prevent money laundering. So for people who are withdrawing large amounts of cash over $1,000, we have to know what you do. I said, okay, so let me get this straight. If I was a drug smuggler and I was laundering money, do you think that I would actually tell you that? <laughs> Well, maybe she's, she's implying that there are some kind of uh, signs, given your uh, given your spending and saving and checking history, that might be a red flag that would indicate that something funny's sure, going on. Sure, sure, that I get. But but my my question—that's not my question. My question is, why does she have to ask and record what I tell? Her? I could tell her anything, and you know what I did? I said, you know what? Today, I'm a contract killer. Today, I am a mud wrestler. And she just, she kind of laughed and she put it in her computer. But but that's my point is, yeah, if I was a contract killer or if I, would anybody be dumb enough to go, well, I'm actually, I'm a drug smuggler, so don't tell anybody, but I'm, I'm actually lying. How does that question and the recording of that question help the federal government reduce money laundering? I found it very, I, I not that I have anything against somebody knowing what I do, but it just seems again to be another um, illogical, ridiculous, absurd uh, step to getting money out of the bank. Well, what I, do you think? What be, do you think about this? I don't know. I really don't know. I, I can't imagine. Maybe there would be something they say. I, I work for uh, uh, the Willoughby Corporation. Said, oh, okay. Yeah. So then they, they'll check at the Willoughby Corporation to see yeah. if it's a real corporation. Yeah. Uh, to see what what it is they do. Is there any? Yeah. Any yeah. funny business going on with this company? Yeah. Are they uh, filing Chapter 11? I mean, yeah. it could be something sure. like that. I, yeah, but if it is a sham company and it is it, it is not on the up and up, wouldn't you just make up another different name? It's not the, – the question was not who do you work for. The question was what is your occupation? Uh, I don't know. You could say I'm actually uh, – I'm a member of the Dominican <laughs> order of, of uh, nuns. Can't you tell by the way I'm dressed? I just, I just, uh, I'm not wearing my habit today, but uh, believe me, I have a habit, and that's why I need to pull out $1,200. Exactly. Thank you. At Bonneville now, there is ships and old barks. Waters have arisen and drowned at the rocks. Ship loads of plenty will steam in the docks. Roll on, Columbia, roll on. On up the river at Grand Coulee Dam, mightiest thing ever built by a man, to run the great factories for old Uncle Sam, let's roll on Columbia, roll on, roll on Columbia, roll on, roll on Columbia, roll on, your power is turning darkness to dawn. Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. Oh.